I was up late at my desk, writing. I got a text at 1.43 a.m. from a friend who'd just been over for dinner a few hours earlier to watch the Golden Globe Awards. Did you see the news? That's never good. I texted her back what happened with one hand while Googling death with the other. News had just come over, and it was bad news. I knew I wasn't going to be sleeping that night. I thought about waking up my wife to tell her, but I wanted her to sleep one more night in a world that had Bowie in it. I pressed play on the tape that was already in the boombox next to my desk. Bowie Mix Zero Zero. A driving tape, geared towards songs that sounded good in the car. Side A starts with five years and ends with scary monsters. Side B starts with Aladdin Sane and ends with a new career in a new town. The tape has taken a battering over the past 16 years, but it still plays. As the five years drums faded in, I thought of all my friends who were sleeping through this, wishing I could protect them from the news, hoping they'd sleep as long as possible. I started writing my memorial tribute for Rolling Stone. I traded emails with insomniac friends. It was still early on the West Coast, so I went online to see what Kanye had to say. And it was morning in England, so I looked at what Gary Newman had to say. Just two of the countless artists Bowie taught me how to hear. The whole internet had already turned into a Bowie shrine. It was like that scene in five years, getting the news, wandering in search of some kind of human connection, and finding it in unexpected places. Suddenly, you're surrounded by all these people, going through the same shock and grief you feel, all of our heads hurting like a warehouse. Never thought I'd need so many people. I learned a lot about Bowie that night and in the days that followed. I don't know why I'd be surprised that he'd keep teaching me things, even after his death, but he did. It was a massive outpouring of grief, bigger than anyone could have guessed. He was even more widely beloved than I'd realized, because every culture and every generation had its own Bowie. The moment turned into a global funeral like nothing else we've seen in recent years. None of the rage that surrounded John Lennon's death when I was a kid. Just overwhelming gratitude for his life. It was an Irish wake around the world. As my Aunt Eileen in Dublin would say, we put him down well. No rock star of his stature had died like this, a couple of days after releasing a masterpiece on his 69th birthday. This wasn't anything like Kurt or Biggie or Dee Boone or Aaliyah, who died young and tragically. This was an old man who'd used his time. We'd all just seen him beaming in the birthday photo Iman published on Friday. Dapper in his suit, no socks, fedora at a jaunty angle. I'd had countless conversations about Bowie in the previous days. Everyone I knew was in the midst of the global birthday celebration, as we absorbed Black Star. At the Holy Holy Tribute show that Friday night, everybody in the crowd kept buzzing about the new album. So warm, so jazzy, so bittersweet. One of his ten best. That was already clear by Friday night or Saturday afternoon. And then came late Sunday night. I put on Black Star. This was clearly his farewell. I'd been listening to this music nonstop for a few days already, but now it sounded utterly different. Tonight, 
It sounded like an album by a man at the end of a long and full life, refusing any self-pity, still wishing he had more time, singing over and over, at the center of it all, your eyes. As another one of his creations sang years ago, on his way to a similar exit, tell my wife I love her very much. The man who sang these songs had lived a life and had worked hard to learn how to fall in love with the world he was about to leave. I flipped through an old issue of a British music magazine with Bowie on the cover. I have whole shelves of those. A magazine I happened to buy the night I met my wife for the first time. It was February 2003 in Charlottesville. I was meeting friends for dinner at Baja Bean. I was a couple of hours early. I went next door to Plan 9 Records and bought a rock mag so I could read it over some nachos in a booth by myself. A few hours later, I was face to face with the woman of my future. New love. A boy and a girl are talking. She was an astrophysicist and a goth Bowie freak. Quite a combo.